Guys, it's free wine and unleavened bread. Whoa! Whoa! Milk, it's dinner time. Oh! <laughs> Added some sounds to the mix. Guys, 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 what is a what's our appetizer for the night? I think it's um, Facebook memories. Well, we had a lot of food. Yeah, we did have a lot of food. Goodness, y'all had like sushi before I came in, and I had yeah. two twings. We were craving sushi. Craving dessert, and so y'all went and got cheesecake, pecan pie, and pecan ice cream. Yeah, loaded it up. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And everybody enjoyed it in the house. Yeah, because y'all are so generous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We sent you guys a Venmo request. Yeah, oh, did you? <laughs> no. Don't you, don't you just love that getting Venmo requests? Oh, it's great. Isn't that I'm just like, like the most passive aggressive thing? <laughs> like London's like turning over like she didn't hear it. It's like, can you pay me now, please? <laughs> By the way, our friend London is just hanging out tonight. Oh yeah, she's. Just, I don't know if you guys can see her. Probably not, but she's the much. she's the burrito over there. Yeah, and my couch. dog is blending in with the couch also. So yeah, he's over right here. So those are our guests tonight. They're not on mic, but you yeah. Know, just so you know, they're there. <laughs> Put down that milk. It's dinner time. Trap the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I gave Dalton control of the soundboard tonight, so... We're going to have fun. I don't know how well that's going to turn out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. How's everybody's week been? Mine's been really good. Been really good? Yeah. What's that? I had a lot of time off work. Just chilled. Uh, Got some cleaning done. Just... I was going to ask you if you were going to be... If you are like, lazy the whole week or if you were going to be productive. I was trying to be productive. Thing I didn't get done is like my music stuff, which is what the whole thing right? <laughs> like what I want to do with my life, right? But I got everything else, but it's not like you were procrastinating, or anything. no? It's like I, I'm always filling it with something productive, it's just yeah. not always the thing I want, right? Right, right. So sometimes it's just the stuff you gotta do, yeah, stuff that I gotta do. Sometimes that's all you have yeah. to do. What about you, Wit? I've had a really good week what actually, considering the week prior was not that great of a week. Mm. So, yeah, the week we talked about insecurity, totally walking through that that whole week. Yeah. Actually dealing with it. And then you guys were like, hey, let's talk about that. And I'm like, yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I think, by the way, thank you guys for listening to that episode. I looked at the stats this week and you guys were loving that one. So just keep on listening, keep on giving feedback, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, maybe. Just another reminder before we get the show started. The devotionals from Dalton and Whitney are going to be coming soon, uh, by November first at the latest. So, listen for those. Yee. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say maybe it's because you uh, led the podcast last week, David. Maybe God is rewarding that. Maybe. I don't, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I totally. I was that. telling her. I don't know if that. Could, I don't know if I could duplicate that. I really don't. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> but you, you know, you stepped up to the plate. You got it done. Yeah. Home run. Home run. Home run. Or at least a triple, for sure. What do they call it when all the bases are loaded? Grand Slam. Grand Slam. There you go. Yeah. Sweet. Well, my week has been pretty decent. I uh, I've rolled my rolled my ankle three times this week, oh. so that's been oh. great. But um, other than that, life's been good. Three times. Three times. The first time I stepped on a curb, mm. like I was stepping out of my like big box truck, and I stepped onto a curb, didn't realize it was there. So that felt great. Second time. 
stepped in a hole that I didn't realize was there because mm-hmm. it was covered by leaves. <laughs> of course. Thank you for wi- laughing with me. And then the third time today, it was like, it was actually my fault because I was being stupid. I was like trying to step through this like rocky ditch that had a bunch of brush on it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't like see where I was stepping. And I was just like, screw it, I'm going for it. And then, of course, <laughs> it was deeper than I thought it was. And so my ankle just went, bleh, bleh. derp to derp. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very momentous. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It was very, um, well. <laughs> Let her speak for you. Yes. That's what I was going for. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, guys, I got a question for you. Well, are we doing Facebook memories? Oh, yeah. Let's do Facebook memories. We can do that real quick. Yeah. Sure. We can't We can't leave the people hanging. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to get them or, uh, their appetizer before. There's no return policy. Crap. Down that milk. Get to dinner time. <laughs> I told you, man. You want me to label them? <laughs> no. Me People are like, did he just play a simple? <laughs> <laughs> like, play that after all your jokes. Just <laughs> oh, man. Lead us off, David. Uh, well, first of all, seven years ago, I took a picture with this guy who dressed like Batman. And I said, I'm not working, wearing hockey pants. <laughs> first of all, that's not even what he says in the movie. He says hockey pads. Uh, and listeners can't see this. I'll post this later this week. But this is back when I worked at Kroger. Oh man! Yeah, I remember seeing that picture. Yeah, look at David. He's so small. Yeah, and it bugged me because he was wearing like gardening gloves. <laughs> I'm like, you see that? Look, look, he's wearing gardening gloves. What the heck? Let me see that. Look. <laughs> just, just take people your phone. like when I put it in their face and they still grab the <laughs> phone anyways. Well, it's because you're not putting it right in their face, which is what they need. But yeah, it was just a very, um, just like, things like that would happen at Kroger and I would just eat them up. Mm. Uh, and then I would say, uh, what did I say? On nine years ago, tonight was awesome and horrible all at once. Feels like Friday and I don't want to go to school tomorrow. What do you know? A normal post. Mm. Same day, tonight will be a blast. Ten years ago, can't rape, can't rape, what? Can't what? wait for the rest of the week. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I said I quit with high school people. And then I also posted another Kroger photo. I was very active. You really were. Oh my goodness. I remember you complaining about the shopping carts all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's what it is. Somebody <laughs> put. Okay, so there's. Is the, it the picture I'm thinking of? It probably is. It's, it's like the lone shopping cart. It's just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> right by the door. It's not even close to like. Well, it's, it is close. That's what made me mad. It's like it, you push it another six feet, you've got it in with the rest of the carts. Yeah. They just put it, they rested it on the trash can right by the door. I'm like, <laughs> goodness. By you, Dalton. Um, okay, so a little bit of wholesome uh, real quick. 11 years ago is when you and I, David, went with the youth group to Cumberland Caverns. Really? And we spent the night in the caves. Wow. That was a fun time. Remember that guy who was snoring? Yes. And it was just, it kept everyone up. Uh, For our listeners, I will share the two photos that are in my memories sometime this week. Mm -hmm. 
uh, on the Instagram. Uh, but to kick off the comedian side. Comedic. Comedic side. There you go. Thank you. Wit done. <laughs> Wasn't even Whitney. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the sound next week. This is working out. Oh, no. It's my turn. No, oh. I haven't finished yet. Uh, I'll let Whitney do it next week. Oh, she means with the soundboard. Yeah. I she meant like she was going to share her memories. I was like, oh, no. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't finished. finished. I haven't finished. Stop. No, 10 years ago, uh, I said, eat your veggies or else Gorilla Man's going to get you. Wow. And I have no idea what I'm talking about. Didn't you have a dream recently where there, where there was a gorilla chasing us? I did. Actually, yeah. It was in this, so like the setting was in this house and it was like storming and the roof was like blown off. Right, and this guy from my past was like chasing me throughout the entire house and on the property, and I was like trying my best, like not to have to fight him, just like fend him off, you know. Yeah. And eventually, he somehow turned into a gorilla, and that's when I decided to fight him. <laughs> it was interesting. I'll tell you what. Um. Oh, I posted uh, eight years ago. I shaved. Sweet. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, and uh, conveniently, so I, I shared this with Whitney and David earlier. Um, they like were craving sushi and all this stuff right before the podcast. And I shared seven years ago that I want sushi. So I'm kind of, you know, relating with them. Mm. Not tonight. So, I yeah. want sushi. That's, that's pretty much all I got, though. Mm. Yeah. Really? Oh, wait. No, I have one more. Oh, yep. <laughs> There's this meme that I shared. It's uh, the messier someone's handwriting is, the smarter they are because they think faster. So don't feel bad, messy writers. Mm. And, so you write sloppy. And with the post, I said, as someone with messy handwriting, <laughs> I can confidently say that there are exceptions to this statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. Mm. Yeah. All stuff. right, Whitney, what you got? I got three because a couple of them were just photos. One, Are you going to share them? The photo? No. Photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I shared this one lady. Her, it's like Deborah's Freedom. That's the name of her page on Facebook. I shared one of her posts. It says, don't be so thirsty for opportunity that, that you phone, drink from every. I dropped my phone. You okay. stop interrupting me. My phone's about to die. Go for it. It says, don't be so thirsty for opportunity that you drink from every cup handed to you. That's how you get poisoned. It says, stop being afraid of what could go wrong and start being excited about what could go right. And then the last one is, our expectation determines our outcome. Widdom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Whitney, I dropped my phone. I couldn't help that. It wasn't that you dropped your phone. It's that you talked while you dropped your phone. Well, I had to explain to the listeners what the sound was. Also, David gave me a very concerned look. I was just concerned at what the sound was. <laughs> Like every time I see a sound and can't see Cooper at the same time or hear a sound, just not see a sound. Every time you see a sound, <laughs> that sound looks great. It looks great, man. Mm. All right, guys, put down that milk. It's dinner time. <laughs> oh man, can't wait to fill I'm up loving it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, all right. So on the menu tonight. We have judgment. 
Mm. We'll be talking about judgment. Uh, our good friend Johnson requested this topic, so thank you for requesting, Johnson. We appreciate your report, your uh, support. Report. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so I have a question for you. Have you guys ever been judged by another Christian? Probably, but I just didn't care. Well, that's a good outlook to have. <laughs> judged by another Christian? Or by an unbeliever. Yeah, or your beliefs. I'd say I've been judged more by Christians than non-believers, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> to be to be honest, in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just when I was younger, that, that would happen a lot. Especially, like, people that knew me as a child and then kind of, like, watched me grow up. And it's like sometimes they were just surprised that, I don't know that I drove my car fast or that I showed up to church late or something. It, it was stuff like that, like little stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know where we grew up. Yeah. It was, it was a, it seemed like a very judgmental environment environment yeah. to me personally. That uh, was my I can, experience. I can relate with that. Yeah. And I personally remember people saying certain things about everybody in the youth group. Yeah. Or like so-and-so is this or so-and-so is that. Right. A lot of drama. Yeah. A lot of drama. Um, yeah, I had a similar experience, um, and especially like after being gone for so long, because when David and I were like 12 years old, my family couldn't keep going for a while. Uh, it was because there were some health problems back at the house. And so they were, my parents were super busy. They couldn't take me to church. So when I finally was able to start going on my own again, uh, after like I got a car, um, I tried going and I just did not feel welcome whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And there was that gap for me too. It was like one Sunday I stopped going as much or I went to another church or I just didn't go. And it's like, I came back and it was just completely different. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just happened like, it's like over the course of like a month or something. I come back and it's just, just felt weird. Yeah. Felt different. But yeah, man. The, the judgment is, is all around. It's all around, absolutely. Whitney, you don't have anything to share? About being judged by believers? Or unbelievers. If believers did judge me, I like didn't care because I knew that their grass wasn't that green either, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so I was like, in my head, I was kind of like, jokes on you. Um, <laughs> that probably wasn't the best attitude to have, but that was my thought process then. I had a harder time after I really started kind of allowing God to pursue me whenever I would encounter non-believers. And I say that because it's not that they said anything super mean to me, but they would just really put down the character of God and they don't even know him. And they would put it down based off of people like you guys were talking about that you had met. Yeah. And that really broke my heart because that wasn't my heart or how I was. And I knew that I really love God. And I think that that was fair that they put unfair that they put all Christians pretty much into that category. Yeah. And that's not, all unbelievers but the couple that I encountered when they really put down God and blamed him and they don't even really know him that really like irked me or hurt my heart yeah but I didn't really have anything to say to it because I, like I tried to defend God's honor the best that I could but at that time I didn't have a lot of word knowledge and you know I had been in their boat where I didn't really know what that meant or what that felt like so mm -hmm. I was just kind of like praying you know that they would come to know God for themselves yeah 
I like that you clarified that it wasn't just all unbelievers, that it was just, you know, a, a few bad apples. Yeah. Um, which is common in any social group that you encounter. Um, I know that the American church has its fair amount of Christians that don't really act like Christians. Yeah. But see, that's how you can tell how close they really are with God. Yeah. Because whenever you're really close with God, you, you see the way that he does. Like, you have the heart of the Father. You know what I mean? Yeah, but when you're younger and you don't have as much word knowledge, like, they are the representatives for God that you are exposed to. And so, like, I can understand why some unbelievers just, like, have this terrible view of God. It's because they had terrible ambassadors. Yeah. Showing them who God was. Um, I mean, there's like there's people like that in every church, unfortunately. Uh, like we're warned about them, we're told how to deal with them in the Bible. Um, <clears throat> it's just a part of it, but uh, it's also I just want to throw this in here real quick. So, have you guys ever been frustrated with maybe some older generations who? don't judge you but you see them judge others absolutely and it's yeah. just it like i've struggled with that like i've seen some older generations it, it's not really like racial based but it's like thing like stere like stereotypes you know what i mean like you know there are a lot of stereotypes out there but it's like the older generations are very like vocal about those and very um i'm not saying everyone in this older generation i've just noticed that like in my time uh, spending like with, with with my parents and grandparents and um, all of that generation, it's it's tough sometimes because I, I want to say something, but I don't want to sound like I'm being too much. Yeah. But I should speak more on that and like actually try and stop that when it happens. Yeah. But that um, I think I've spoken on this before. Uh, a person in my immediate family is pretty prejudiced. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I've heard this person say so many different things about people of color. Mm -hmm. And I've wanted to say something, but I just never did because, one, I was just so much younger Yeah. back then. I don't hear it as much from this person now. Um, but that's definitely a conversation that I kind of almost rehearse in my mind for like when I know it comes yeah because um, you know it's gonna happen yeah I mean I mean I, I hope that this person's point of view has changed mm -hmm. but I don't really know because I haven't talked to him talked to this person about it yet um, but that kind of segues into my next question which was how did you react to it to the judgment that you were exposed to um, I was angry. Um, that's how I handled a lot of things when I was younger, but, um, and still do sometimes, but it was mainly anger at like them not, like I wanted so badly for them to know why things were the way they were, but it's not like I could just say that. Mm -hmm. like I can't just go up to someone who has a thought about me and explain my entire situation. Yeah. Unless the opportunity obviously presents itself, which... So in that situation, it didn't. Mm -hmm. um, that's just that's the main thing for me, just being frustrated at the lack of 
awareness and knowledge about what's actually going on. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think that like judgment, um, the, the one you hear most is like the verse you hear the most is like Matthew seven, one judge not for you be judged. And people use that a lot as kind of a, a cop out to not take responsibility right, to change. Right. Yeah. Like, you, you can't judge me. Like judge not for you will be judged. Like you can't, um, but to me, sometimes it, it comes off that way, like mm-hmm. like Whitney said. Um, so um, we have to remember, I don't think it's wrong for us to make judgments because God, we make judgments every day with what we do. Um, it's how we judge and when we judge and to the degree we judge. But we have to remember that God is the ultimate judge. Even Jesus, like in John twelve forty seven. Uh, talks about um, how God, like even he didn't come to judge. He came to save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he says, as for the person who hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world but to save it. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. That very word which I spoke will condemn him at that last day. For I did not speak on my own accord but the Father who sent me commanded me to say and how to say it i know that this command leads to eternal life so whatever i say is just what the father has told me to say so he's the ultimate judge um so you know like i said though i sometimes i feel like people use that judge not for you be judged to, to kind of say you can't you can't make judgments about me um but like i think if you have the evidence you know if you have sound information like we make like i said we make judgments every day yeah it doesn't have to be negative yeah um because god's gonna make it clear like he tells us that right like, he's gonna he's gonna make everything in the darkness come to light mm-hmm. um, and so based on that obviously we have the power to make a decision and a judgment from that yeah i want to elaborate on the rest of that passage that you mentioned from chapter seven mm-hmm uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and read it real quick. So this is Matthew chapter 7, uh, 1 through 5. Judge not that you not be judged. Uh, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but not but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to, to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And then verse 6 is, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Um, So there's like three things that I want to bring up from that. The first is um, verse 2, which is, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not see the log that is in your own? Um, I don't think this is saying don't call a brother out if you see them walking in sin. Yeah. I think what it's saying is be humble and don't just point everybody else's flaws out and ignore your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're definitely called to, like we see in other passages, that we're called to hold brothers accountable. Uh and then Jesus elaborates in verse 3 
how can you say to your brother, "Let me take the speck out of your own eye," when you don't, t- when you ignore your own? <clears throat> yeah. Again, he's just elaborating. How can you call people out if you aren't keeping yourself in check? If you aren't walking with the Lord. Right. Uh, and then he finishes with, "Do not give the dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls to, before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you." Whenever I read this passage. That last bit has always confused me. It's always just seemed so random. Like, I never understood why Jesus would add that in. Or why <clears throat> Matthew felt it was important to keep it in. Keep it in his gospel. Um, but as I was studying it for this episode, I was kind of looking at it deeper. And I wonder if maybe Jesus is... Like, in the first five verses he's referring to brothers dealing with brothers like brothers in Christ dealing with brothers in Christ mm-hmm. so Christians but there at the end if he isn't talking about unbelievers because he refers to dogs and pigs whereas before in the gospels he has referred to Gentiles as dogs mm-hmm. uh I don't remember exactly what he says. Um, I'll have to find that quote later. But I wonder if that if that's the point that he's making. If maybe we shouldn't judge those who aren't in the law. Right. Who aren't following God's law. Yeah. Because then they are just probably going to trample your words and turn against you. Right. And I think that Again, it's making the point that some people take that verse out of context. Yeah. And they use it to say you can't judge. Right. But making judgments isn't a bad thing. I think God calls us to be cautious in the judgments we make, not to not make them at all. Because obviously he knows we're going to make them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean he's a, he appointed judges, like, you know, so... Yeah, I'm sorry, I t- totally took the mic on that one. Whitney, no, you can it's answer fine. the question he had. I think she's looking something up for now. But. Oh, okay. Um. <clears throat> so there is a scripture actually to relate to what you guys were talking about with the, um, the, the dogs and don't give your pearls to pigs. But over in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 5, verse 12, it says, For what? have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Yeah, boom. So basically, like, believers are called to hold other believers accountable. But like you said, if you do that to people that don't know God's word, you can't really hold them to a standard of righteousness whenever they don't know the one who is righteousness. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they don't have that relationship with Jesus, you can't hold them to your standard because they're walking in darkness. They don't know any better. Yeah. Like, even though logically to us in the flesh, yeah, they should know better. But spiritually, they don't. Right. And so and I, I agree with you on that statement. To answer your question, um, how did I respond whenever I encountered people yeah. that maybe brought judgment toward me, whether believer or non-believer? Um, there's a couple different ways to respond. Before I really was walking with God, I would respond with, like, I don't care. It's not your problem. And you're really not my problem, and I just don't care. Like, I'm going to do it anyway. And the more somebody would tell me not to, like, if they're like, well, you shouldn't date this person or do this, I'd be like, watch me. 
I would wrongfully and Rebel. purposely, purposely spite them. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, well, you say I can't do this. Or like if an older person said something to me, I'd do it anyway. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, watch me. I'm just going to make you matter because you were just really hateful. Yep. <laughs> Which is the wrong response, guys. Yeah. For our listeners, please don't have that attitude because God's had to take me around the block just to get me next door with that. Yeah. Yeah, with the attitude. So yeah. um, the way that I respond now at like my healthy response whenever I'm in prayer and I'm close to God the way that I need to be, the healthy response is you can't have a fire without oxygen. And so not giving anything back to what, like you just listen, you just be that listening ear. You let them say what they need to say. And that doesn't mean you ever show that you agree with it. If it's not in alignment with the word, but you just allow them to, to say what they're going to say. And you just stay peaceful and quiet. Cause what they're looking for is that reaction. Right. They're looking for someone to buck up against them so they can prove their point and make themselves feel like they're right. Or they're looking for someone to just like, they're either looking for you to agree with them and gossip, or they're looking for you to disagree with them so they can argue with you. Mm-hmm. But you can't win a fight if you choose not to participate in it. Right. So I just kind of... Wit Yeah, so I just kind of let them get it off their chest, and I just listen and I say, okay. And sometimes, honestly, that really confuses them. Yeah. They're... That's not the reaction they're used to getting. And I think whenever you're quiet and they think about what they said later when they go home, they realize how uneducated or not right their attitude was about it. But when you respond, if it's not what they want, they can go home and justify what they said by being mad at you for what Mm -hmm. you said. Right. And to kind of piggyback off of that, when you were talking about the rebellious attitude, you know, uh, back in middle school, there was a girl that my parents did not want me to date. And Dalton knows exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. And it was not a very godly relationship at all. And the more they went against me, obviously, I mean, you hear this all the time, kids rebelling against their parents. But then one day, like, I got in so much trouble. I had, like, snuck out to see her, like, done so many stupid things. Like, and one day my dad was just like, okay, just do it. And so I was seeing her, and then it took me, like, two weeks. And I was like, this isn't – I need to have it over. Yeah. And so when you put all judgment aside and you do like you said, you stay silent, it gives people not only the opportunity to think about what they did or said earlier, but it gives them a clear path to think about what actually is the problem. Because when there's, when there's not all that outside noise fighting against them, they actually have a chance to – confront their own wrong yeah because you're just like she said like you're just adding fuel to that fire when you're judging someone and you're giving them more motivation to go against you especially if that person has the kind of personality i have Mm -hmm. and it's like if you challenge me i'm gonna take you up on that every time so like that's just another (laughs) it's a parenting tip for people out there you know like it's not to say just let your kids go buck wild but i mean if you give them some rope to maybe think about, especially if you if you raise them right from an early age, you give them some rope to really think about what they're doing. There's a really good chance that they're not going to want to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's sometimes that's the case. Um, so I think that's an interesting thing about judgment. It's like the more you judge, like the more likely it is for that attitude to continue. Mm. So. Okay, I'm going to ask you all the flip side of it now. Have you ever judged anybody? 
I can confidently say I don't think that there is one person on this earth other than Jesus that hasn't done that exact thing. And I think that that helps us to honestly put on humility. Mm -hmm. Because if we didn't know how badly we needed it, like grace and mercy, like (laughs) we wouldn't appreciate it if we didn't know how badly we needed it. And I think that that helps us relate to other people and to not judge them because we've been in the position where, you know, we've been judged. Yeah. I would say yes. Um, Maybe not as harshly as, because I've always been the type of guy that's like quiet around people that I don't really understand yet. Um, All the judgments that I have are a lot, all the judgments that I have are just kind of like hidden away inside my head. And then there are times when I've just been proven wrong about somebody, like straight up. Is that why you didn't talk to me for a while? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, um, I, I just, I like to, I like to feel people out and like, you know, just kind of see where, where they are. But I mean, as soon as, I mean, I've seen someone come in that I work with and then see the way they, they appear, they, they, um, what do you say? Hold themselves? Hold themselves, but like. The way that they carry themselves? They carry themselves like a appear like what was another way to the way that they present themselves i guess is the word um and then i make a judgment based on that like oh they're not gonna be a hard worker Mm -hmm. they're not gonna they're not gonna want to do anything and then some of those people are like the most hardworking people i've ever met so um and then this isn't to say that there are sometimes you make a judgment about somebody and then it's kind of confirmed i mean that happens too um but Either way, they're premature. Yeah. And they're not godly and they're not biblical. Yeah. Not based on truth or fact. Yeah, I have a I have a problem with doing that with other men. Really? That are yes. Why? Huh. What what do you say? Really? <laughs> that one? <laughs> or was it this one? <laughs> <laughs> but no, anyway, um <clears throat> growing up. I was just intimidated by men all the time. Uh, I think it had to do with some older men that were in my life just growing up. But whatever the reason was, I just was felt, always felt uncomfortable and uneasy around really masculine men. And I always felt like I was really feminine for a guy. Really? Yes. And... So growing up, that was like a huge insecurity of mine. And so whenever I, there was another like masculine man around, I would kind of just like, who's snoring? Is it Cooper? Is it it's London? Cooper. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My dog snored <laughs> really loud. Um, so masculine men. Yeah. Yeah. Masculine. Who do that. Men, 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 <laughs> manly men. No. Um, but so I would always just kind of like shrink back and just try to not be seen or whatever uh i've gotten way better about that as i've gotten older but i still find myself judging men just prematurely just like yeah i see them i see how they carry themselves and i'm like yeah i wouldn't get along with this guy whatsoever yeah i'm guilty of that too um and i actually did that this past thursday at a small group (laughs) wow of all places Mm -hmm. like there was this guy and he was like, he had been going there for a while. This was my first time going to this small group. 
he was like acting how he normally acts I, I suppose but I just like kind of caught a glance of him and his environment and I was just like I wouldn't get along with this guy at all right how old and, is he is he cute is he single does he love Jesus actually I did think about you Winnie but hey you saw a masculine man <laughs> hey. yeah. help us wait 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 hey. there we go <laughs> No, uh, but as the night went on, he and I actually ended up in the same discussion group that night because the it wasn't really a small group. It was like a, a class almost. Mm-hmm. But we uh, ended up in the same discussion group, and this guy had a lot to say about the topic that night. And he and I were, were just like building off of each other. And at the end of the night, I was like, hey, man, are you going to Jack Brown's with the rest of the group? I'd love to talk to you more. Yeah. And so God just, like, proved me wrong in my what my judgment was of this guy. Yeah. And it just makes me think about all the friendships that I've missed out on. Right. Absolutely. All the good people that I've missed out on meeting and stuff like that. Yeah. So. But yes, Whitney, I will see if I can get his number for you. I was totally kidding. No, do it. <laughs> do it. It just it, it fit right there, and so I thought no, I would I, say it. I definitely thought about it, but he doesn't have dark hair. So. Oh, no. Is he yeah. ginger? No. Oh, It's like a dirty brown. There's a judgment right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I was kidding. I know, I know. We need a Whitney's Just Kidding button. Uh, hey. <laughs> Could you choose another button? That's You've my favorite. pressing that button the entire time. Uh, hey. That's my favorite Wait. sound on the soundboard. <laughs> Gosh. I'm sorry, it's just so fun. The comedy club. Yeah. No. Everything I say is just. What? There have been times, um, there have been times I've gotten gut feelings in relationships, and I wouldn't necessarily say prejudged because, like, I was talking to them or going on dates or, like, getting to know them, but I would have a gut feeling. But that wasn't how they presented themselves at all. And I would be like, oh, they're actually a really great guy. You know what I mean? And the more Ooh, that it would continue, the more that I would get this gut feeling. And then I would find things that confirmed the opposite of how I was seeing them. And so there was that internal, like, Holy Spirit showing me their heart kind of thing. And I wanted to assume that it was just me overthinking or that it was just me. Like, there's nothing wrong with this guy. I'm just being narcissistic. And it's, it's literally like low-key Holy Spirit was showing me to protect me mm-hmm. and that I had no business being in it. So there was that kind of internal judgment if you will about yeah. being able to discern and i think discernment's really important to pray for i think that's the ability to to judge like truth and not truth not necessarily be judgmental and be like this person's this but you know what i mean like yeah so i think discernment's super important to pray for let me can i ask you a question yeah absolutely um that specific like person that you're talking that you that you're referencing mm-hmm. were they christian or were they not christian the specific person that came to my mind was not Christian. Okay. Um, they were, quote, unquote, open to getting to know God. Mm-hmm. But anytime there was discussion about God, and, like, it was super chill discussion. It wasn't anything, like, hard-pressed. But they would basically, the statements they would make, they already had their mind made up about it. Yeah. And so I questioned that, too. I'm like, hey, you know, you were claiming that you're open to go to church and learn about God. Like, you really want to know him for yourself, and you want to figure it out. That's awesome. And I'm not saying you have to or you don't, 
but what I'm asking you is why did you make that statement? But anytime the conversation comes up, you already have your mind made up about it and you're, you're not really trying to, to be teachable, not from me, but like from, from God himself. You know what I mean? Like getting mm-hmm. to know him, like you said you wanted to kind of thing. Yeah. So that person was non-Christian. There was another relationship that I had a, um, gut feeling and I had found stuff and this person, they said they believed in God. They, I asked them why they believed and they were like, well, I guess cause everybody else does. And I was like, like, is that what you think a believer is? Well, then you don't believe yes. at all. Like, oh, so I actually have something to add to that if it's cool with you. Absolutely. So, uh, in Romans fourteen thirteen, I think, um, I think Paul makes a really good point here. Um, you're talking about how kind of like judge, being judgmental can be kind of contagious. Um, in Romans fourteen thirteen, it says, therefore, let us. Stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind and not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. As one who is in the Lord, Lord Jesus, I am fully convinced that no food is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for him it is unclean. If your brother is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. So I think that we have a tendency also to follow others when they make judgments mm-hmm. and then make judgments based off their judgments. Yeah. yeah. And so it's so contagious in that way. And I've fallen for that trap, too. Like if someone says something about somebody, I don't I don't take it with a grain of salt. I just believe what they say mm-hmm. instead of making my own judgments and my own assumptions and basing it again off evidence yeah. and facts. So I think that's what happens with politics. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. All the time. It's so it's definitely one sided. Wherever you go, I mean, if you go to Fox, you're hearing one side. If you go to CNN, you're hearing one side. Yeah. It's hard to be objective in today's world. Right. And not to get, this is a whole nother topic. Right. But, like, this is even happening in the church. Yeah. Where members are making definitive statements where, like, if you don't vote for Trump, then you're not a Christian. Right. And that is so wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You can look on either party or either side. And there will be certain things that do line up biblically, and there will be certain things that won't, and that goes for either party. Absolutely. And you should not ever be more political than you are Christian. Right. As a believer to me, like... You are a Christian first. Yes. Absolutely. Like, if you're black, you're a Christian black. If you're white, you're a Christian, and you're white. Yeah. But, like, the point is, is that you're a Christian before you are anything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Christian is your identity. Yeah. It's okay to have other aspects of your identity... Like the black community, they take a whole lot of pride in being black, and that is fine. But if you're Christian, you're Christian first. Yeah. And uh, we actually we talked with Desmond about that when we uh, had him on to talk about racism. Right. Um, if you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. It was a good one. Um, we released it right after Ahmad Arbery's yeah. uh, murder. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get back on topic, Whitney brought up a point. And I want to elaborate on that really quick, and then we'll get into our last point. Okay. I don't know how much time we have. We're at 47 minutes. Okay. Um, so the bonus point is... <laughs> should have done the wit down. Anyway. <laughs> the bonus point is that what you were kind of saying is that you were expecting something to be true. You are judging a person to be kind of better than who they were. 
That's also dangerous. That's uh, that's dangerous. Now, I think the Bible somewhere uh, does say that you shouldn't expect evil, but you also have to be a good steward of your life, of your Christian, of of your Christian life, your time, your uh, talents, your treasure. Yeah, uh, don't throw your pearls to pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, be cautious about it. You have to be a good steward of what God has given you. So jumping into a relationship because you think that somebody is quote-unquote Christian or open to God is not being a good steward. Yeah. Which I'm guilty of that. I've jumped into relationships. And, um, but. In other words, you don't, if, you, if you're dating someone, let's say I, uh, I date the preacher's daughter. Shouldn't just assume just because she's the preacher's daughter that she's that she's a good that she's, she's a good legit, Christian legitimately should, Christian. Yeah, I get to know her, uh, but it's for myself. But it's not just with relationships; it's with any aspect of life. You can't right. just assume that people. You can't overestimate people. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to be cautious. You have to be diligent. You have to be discerning. You have to be a good steward. That's the bonus point. And there's a the window. <laughs> okay, last point. Have you ever judged yourself? Or have you found yourself justifying your own actions a lot? Oh, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. I think that before you do that to anybody else, you're doing it more to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because right. you don't see things how they are. You see them in the condition of how you are. Right. And a lot of times that people give out judgment a lot, they're actually so much harder on themselves and since they have such a high expectation of themselves even if they're not meeting it they put that on other people as well mm-hmm. yeah. um so yeah no absolutely i definitely have been very hard on myself and actually god's had to really take me through the place of giving myself grace and mercy and not putting my identity in the mistakes that i've made but allowing not only for me to forgive others but to forgive myself mm-hmm. yeah i I think that, and this is funny because I just kind of heard um, a lesson on Sunday that really kind of touched me about this. So I mentioned earlier that Matthew passage that people take out of context a lot. Um, I think that happens because a lot of people make themselves gods and they think that they know everything. They I uh, think that they've got all the wisdom and power. They think they just want to do what feels good. We live in an age where... And they think that they're entitled right. to it. Exactly. Emotions win every time. People say, oh, follow your heart. Uh, if you look in your heart, you're going to find some nasty stuff. Let me oh, share yeah. a couple of verses, yeah. and then I'll let you keep going. Okay. Uh, um, so I've got Proverbs 21, 2. Everyone, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Uh, and then Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10. Um, uh, Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Right. And I can't remember where this verse is, but it, it says those who, um, the, those who are humble will be elevated and those who are prideful will be humbled uh, I can't remember where that is but uh, there was something similar in James 1 maybe it's it's uh, let the lowly brother be exalted and the rich be 
humiliated. In yeah, the, yeah. So the the whole gist is like if you're prideful, and and you think you know everything, and you elevate yourself to that god status, and you basically idolize yourself, what you want, mm-hmm. you're gonna justify that. You're gonna try and justify your Jackson, Jacksons. <laughs> you're, you're gonna try. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey. You're gonna try and justify your actions every time. But if you humble yourself, um, then your judgments are gonna be more sound. Yeah. Um, so I think again, people just take again just take that that verse way out of context to to justify their own decision making. Mm-hmm. Like you can't judge me because uh, that's not right. Like you you're not supposed to judge others. Um, but it's really just kind of to me a way of saying, let, let me keep doing what I'm doing, and if you stand in my way, well then screw you. Like I'm yeah. I'm just gonna keep doing what I want to do. That's exactly what they're saying. Right. I found that verse too. Um, there's one in Matthew twenty three twelve. And it says I think I hit the wrong verse, y'all. For whoever humbles himself will be exalted, and whoever exalts himself will be humbled. That's what it is, exalted. Well, David, what you were saying that brings you right back into the rest of that passage of Matthew chapter seven. Um to get the speck out of to get the speck get the out log of your, out of your own eye before you look right, at the speck in your brother's right. eye. Yeah. yeah. If you when you humble yourself, you're able to see your sins clearer, and therefore once you've dealt with those and let the Lord deal with those, you can see your brother's right sins clearer as well. Yeah. So those who are listening, humble yourself. Think think of think of a time if you're a believer. Think of a time before you're a believer when you felt judged or you made those judgments. Um, and just remember that, like, ask yourself, is, are your judgments based on facts? Um, are they premature? Um, also, and, look at the heart motive. Right. So whenever you are bringing correction, there's a difference in judging somebody and bringing, like, bringing conviction or correction. So Holy Spirit brings conviction whenever you go to correct your, your brother or sister in Christ. You don't have to do that. You just you ask them questions because you know that they know, but your heart needs to be right when you do it. You need to have prayed about it beforehand before you go to this person and make yeah. sure that your heart's right before God and any unforgiveness or any judgment that you may naturally have toward them. You need to give that to God and make sure that your heart's right. Yeah. And if it's not, then you need to wait and you need to pray about your heart and you need to pray that they're receptive when you go to them. Mm-hmm. And then you need to go to them and in love because you have so much overwhelming love for this person then you talk to them about the situation or what you see that they could do better. And that, that'll keep you from coming in with that log in your own eye. Yeah. Another heart motive to look out for is just trying to be holier than thou yeah. or trying to be, trying to make yourself feel good by calling other people out. Mm-hmm. Like, so it doesn't have to be that you're mad at them or unforgiving of them. It can also be that, you just want to be right. Yeah. Like you, you see this situation and you've got all these thoughts about it. And so you just want to go and be right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And I think that a good example that we can kind of talk about now is like this whole mask thing, right? Like mm-hmm. some people agree with the mask. Some people don't. Um, I've seen a lot of people who will get on social media and they'll complain about the mask wearing situation. And they'll say people who, who wear those masks, you know, just to, to walk to their table or they're, they're stupid and they're trying to degrade them. These are Christians. These are people in the church. 
And I say to myself, well, you know, to them, they think it's stupid. There, I mean, what there are some people who have kids at home who have conditions. Yeah. And people who have, um, you know, pre-existing conditions and things that are going on and are very susceptible to these things. And it's like, they're, they're so busy making themselves God and thinking that they are on top of the world and they're all powerful. They're not humbling themselves to think about others. Yeah. They're already making that judgment of they're stupid. They don't know the situation. They don't know what's going on. And so, you know, I find myself thinking that sometimes too because you know, I work at a restaurant, so I know it's stupid. I know it seems stupid, but I also know that there are others who, who have things going on that I couldn't possibly quantify or, or, or know about. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's an example of, of I think a lot of people make a fast judgment about that. So. But also with that, like complaining doesn't make it go away. Being afraid of this virus, that doesn't make it go away. Having a negative attitude about it. And I'm not saying it's really something that would you should be like, oh, yay, like COVID-19. But like. Yeah, you shouldn't curl up in the fetal position. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Because just having a negative attitude or approach to anything, whether that be judgment um, about the mask or about a person that's not really going to change anything. The only thing that's going to change anything is prayer right. and, and coming before God, like you being upset about it, or even if you don't really agree with it, that's okay. But it, it needs to also be okay with you to agree to disagree with other people. Right. Yeah. Because like he said, you don't know their situation and their faith might not be where yours is at. And so, um, but you were talking about humility and humbling yourself. And it made me think of the verse in Second Chronicles um, 7.14. And it said, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And I like that God always comes through on his part, but I like that he says, If mm-hmm. my people, you know, will humble themselves. And it doesn't say that God humbles you. It says humble yourself, that you have a responsibility. And a lot of us put that on God. Well, well, God, I need you to, to do this, and well, he'll you know he'll humble me. No, humble yourself. Do what you're supposed to do. Take responsibility. Get yeah. a backbone. And there's a lot of ifs in the New Testament as well. If you stay true to the hope of the gospel that you believe. And a lot of people skip out on the ifs, and they just expect God to come through, and he yeah. does. But you as a believer have a responsibility and a part to do as well. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship with somebody, like a person, that you had to do everything and they didn't do anything, that wouldn't last very long. And so our relationship with God shouldn't be that much different. There needs to be a mutual effort there. Right. Well, the last thing I think we should say real quick is that um, I'll just quote uh, Colossians 3.12. If you have any complaints against a brother, forgive them as God has forgiven you. If somebody has judged you, forgive them. If you, uh, if somebody has hurt you or done anything, any kind of sin against you. Forgive them as God has forgiven you. Seek reconciliation and then live united. If you find yourself being that judgmental person and you don't even want to be, or you find yourself always having a negative response or maybe being um, a little bit in fear or like even narcissistic and you find yourself on that side of you're judging others or you're judging yourself harshly, don't don't let this come down to you like as condemnation. Um, let it let it show you and put a light on those places so that way you can start saying the right thing. So you can start being positive. 
So you can start praying for the people that you don't like or that you judge. So you can ask God for new per- perspective. So you can ask him to soften your heart. And so I just wanted to, to throw that in there yeah. on that last bit to yeah. just ask. Because it says you have not because you ask not. So if you're struggling with those things and you want to change, it's that's not your burden to carry. Right. You know what I mean? Like you did your part by humbling yourself and saying, God, like well, I know I'm going to mess up if you don't help me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But acknowledging that you need his help, but then making conscious decisions and efforts to, to pray for change and act on the opportunity that you have to change. Yeah. Right. And on the flip side of that coin, if you're the person who you feel you are being judged, ask yourself, is the person unjustly making assumptions or are they making assumptions that maybe I should think about? And how if they're approaching it in the right way, don't dismiss it. Don't use it as fuel to continue doing what you're doing wrong. Just use it as an opportunity to stop and think. Yeah. what you're doing about where you're headed about what the decisions you're making yeah kind of like uh, how I keep rolling my ankle <laughs> <laughs> and yeah is it something that just keeps happening to me or yeah. am I just it's not like, looking where, where I'm walking I think we talked about it earlier I think it's just you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright guys this has been free wine and 11 bread we th- love you guys so much thank you for listening to the show we will see you next week